Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey guys, hope you're having a wonderful day and we're excited that you tuned in to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. This is Dean and my sidekick, Mike Keck. We are excited about what we're talking about today. Today we're going to give you 15 points on It's All About Sunday. Sunday is game day. And so sharpen your pencils. We're just going to hit some big ideas that uh, some focus points that we are, are directing our team, directing our staff, directing our volunteers on how do we, when it's all about Sunday, how do we make Sunday have the greatest impact and that service, whether it's one, two, three, or four, or a weekend service that Sunday, how do we get the greatest results from from uh, those services because there's nothing more frustrating to me than to just to go through the motions yeah. and not get the fruit and the return. So let me jump into the first one here is uh, number one, we minister to every one, two words, versus everyone. That's Our good. goal is not to say, we want to reach everybody because <laughs> here's what happens. When we try and reach everybody, we miss, we miss people. And so here's what we stress in staff meetings. Here's what we stress in our pre-huddle meetings. I say to our staff members after service or maybe on our Monday staff day, who did you minister to? My youth pastor might say, well, I ministered to 60 junior high students. Well, he ministered to preach from the platform, but no, who was the one you went to? Who is the teenager that you talked to that you knew was a little bit down or depressed? Um, It's me pulling aside in the lobby and, and spending some time praying with a couple who's, who's been trying to get pregnant and they're frustrated and she's in tears. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to give you that personal time and I want to pray for you individually. That is the one that I ministered to on that day. So I want my ushers and greeters and everyone to be looking for the one person. And watch this. When we're ministering to people, they're going to come back and they're yeah. going to feel blessed and engaged. Number two is we recognize today is someone's first time to our church. That's the whole. That's the whole Disney. <laughs> yeah. Disney. Uh, what's those books and all those great things? It's, inside it's, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, inside the Magic Kingdom. That today is the first day someone will walk in our park. Someone today is the first day someone will walk in our building. And what is our presentation like? And and here's the way I would put it: <laughs> We are not allowed to have bad days or off days. And let me just talk to you. We're here in the middle of summer, and it would be real easy to go, oh, don't worry about it. Let's not not take care of that. But here's what we've found. I don't know about your city. Our attendance is down during the summer, but our guest population is up because we're having people relocate and transition, and they're looking for a church home. And so I'm signing more guest letters and, and seeing that, and if we tr- we've got to treat it as though it's their, f- their first time, and we've got to make it rock. You only get one time to make a first impression. That's great. That's pretty much what it comes down to. All right, number three is every Sunday we cast vision and establish the culture of Rock Family Church. So how do we do that? How do we establish vision, and how do we establish the culture? Through team huddles. We get together with every team. The ushers get together. The greeters get together. All the hugs teams get together. The children's, they, they huddle around, and they establish What's the vision today? What are we going to establish today? Um, we do it through monthly goals. A monthly goal for the ushers kind of goes back to what you're sure. saying. Reach everyone um, or meet at least three new people this Sunday. And then next week, they talk about, oh, I met this person. I met this person. Um, or invite somebody to church. 
Yeah. And then the next one we do is we recognize team members. And so say Bill brought somebody to church and we, he introduced us, well, you know, hey, here, this is Bill. Well, next week I'm going to bring it up and go, hey, Bill brought so-and-so to church because what gets recognized gets duplicated. That's right. And so people love that stuff. And so like one of the things that I always do is uh, I'll remind people to touch people. And you got to be careful how you word it in today's culture, <laughs> but it means something. A, sh- a handshake is, is just there. When I touch somebody, put my hand on their back, it, it, it just makes people the power of touch. You can do all the research online. For sure. uh, number four is we remind our team of, what, of the what and the why we are doing and what we are doing. The why we are doing it and the what we are doing. And here's what I, here's what I try and get to our, our camera people in all three services. We're having live stream and, and I'll catch out of the corner of my eye when I move that one of the camera people were snoozing. <laughs> and so one of the things I try and do is to stop by, remind our camera people that we have tracked, we have two to 300 households watching live simulcast live stream, and that they're going to judge our church by how well you follow me or how well you keep things in focus. And so realize that the vision is much bigger than you. You are bringing this service into multiple nations, that people around the world are literally watching in different time zones. And then it's to our ushers, it's reminding them that I want you to believe God with us for the finances and pray for a spirit of generosity. Yeah. And so you know, the usher can say, I'm I'm here to I'm here to collect the goods. Open the door. I'm here to tell people where to sit. No, you're on the front line of our warm reception and making people feel valuable. And so it's just casting vision and helping people understand that. All right, number five, we want people to leave different than when they came. Some way, somehow, <laughs> we want to cause a shift in the way they live. We want to challenge them in their walk with Christ. We want to, even if it's just a micro bump, because if I can get somebody to make a two-degree shift over time, that's going to become a very big shift. So if that's like, hey, spend two minutes reading your Bible, Maybe that will expand. And so we're always wanting to make their day better. How can we change them, touch them, encourage them, love them, accept them, cause their day to be brighter? I remember Caden, he's my little one. He said, I love Saturday nights. And I'm like, why do you love Saturday nights? He's all because church is in the morning. It's like it's the day he looks forward to. And, I mean, how amazing would that be if everybody felt that way? And the yeah. only way is that they feel touched, changed, Remind encouraged, me to buy him loved. a donut. I'll, I'll get him a donut. <laughs> Uh, Number six is each team gives their absolute best. Uh, I always challenge our teams this way, and I think I've said this in other podcasts. We want to treat every Sunday as Easter Sunday. That's good. What is that like? We want ushers straightening the rows between services. We want smile on everyone's faces. And here's the big thing on Easter Sunday. Everyone's like, oh, it's Easter Sunday. And everyone's all excited about it. And they're looking and anticipating for people to be born again, new people to be coming through the doors. we got to be friendly today because there's a lot of unchurched people coming. What if we approached every Sunday, every game day, as though it was Easter Sunday? I like that. All right, hit us. Number seven, we treat every service as though this is our last opportunity to speak into their lives. What if we never see them again? 
Like, is this if they die? Uh, well, hopefully not. <laughs> but what if we actually thought that, though? Like, hey, what if they're moving? What if this is the last time or someone just brought them and they're not coming yeah. back? We better put a lasting impression of who God is. I, I heard it said this way, that sometimes we're the only Bible that people ever read. Just by how we present the gospel, how we talk, and how we present ourselves. And so it's leaving that lasting impression about God, about the church of Jesus Christ in general, and, and then leaving a lasting impression on us. I've met a lot of people around town that says, I visited your church. I've been to your church. I know who you are. <laughs> they don't come to our church. But then they'll make the comment, your people are really friendly. Uh, and, and they'll give a compliment about our church. I see that as a win. I, everybody doesn't need to come to my church, but if I can leave a good taste in their mouth, the Lord may be God's divine will for them to be in this church down the street, but they tried ours out in the process. I want to leave a good taste and a good flavor. I've got one friend that uh, he, I think he goes to an Episcopalian church uh, every now and then. But he is my number one recruiter. Hey, if you need a good church, you need to go to Rock Family Church. I know Dean Hawk. He's a good pastor. That's you need cool. to go there. And whenever I go out to lunch with him, he's always trying to get the waiter or waitress to attend. <laughs> All right, number eight. We want a tangible presence of God's power, peace, and love that inhabits everything we do. Yeah. And so here's the way I tell our team, whoever's maybe hosting that service, I want anointed announcements. Don't just get up and recite information. I want you to put your heart into it. I want you to believe that when you talk, God's power and presence flows out of you and that uh, we're, we're just wanting that when we greet people, when we meet people in that, in that uh, uh, greet and meet time during the service, every part of our service, we want God's love to exude in all that we do. Everything we do is intentional. Yeah. All right, hit us with number nine, Mike. All right, we want our technical team to be invisible. <laughs> I love that. Um, how can they be invisible? Because you know if there's a feedback, if there's a missed camera shot, if lights don't turn on and someone's on stage, what do you do? Everyone turns back and looks back, back at the booth. My favorite is when we play a video and, uh, and we're supposed to read lips. Oh, yeah. Um, and that so, never happens. I, and, and, and so our technical guy's right behind the cameras here, <laughs> and, and he's not taking this personal at all because he's just over those guys that do that stuff. And so here's what it is. when We want them to be invisible because when they're doing their job right, nobody knows that they exist. Yeah. And, and, but everyone becomes aware of them when something goes wrong. And, and the easiest way of doing that is... Pre-service meetings. They all That's get together. A good point. They're all on the same page. They know what's coming up. They have the list right in front of them. The you know, planning center is right there. And they go, this is what? Lights here, lights. I mean, they, they're ready. They're ready. It's game day. I think you've hit a big one that wasn't in our original 15 that we'll make 16. <laughs> is uh, That we'll bump the numbers. But that is this. I know there are people that we want to flow. We, oh, yeah. wanna, we don't want to limit God. But... I want, I want our sound man to know that the service host is using this microphone, yeah. that he needs to have not which one is it, and he's trying to open all the mics, and he gets the feedback. <laughs> and so uh, what you said is very good. We have it timed out as to who is doing what. When does the Father's Day video roll, the Mother's Day video mm -hmm. roll? Um, how is things going to flow? And some people say that limits the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. 
I think God is one of the most organized beings that has ever existed. For sure. When you see the organization of our universe, that wasn't haphazard. Everything was intentional. Everything was on yep. purpose. All right, number number ten on our on our original list. We pray and expect people to make new commitments to Jesus Christ. Mm. Here's the way I would put it: We are releasing our faith and expectation because I see a lot of ministers. Well, a lot of ministers don't give an invitation, which that's just that's their gig. That's another um, podcast. Yeah, that, that's go back and watch my first <laughs> podcast. We talked about that. Um, but a lot of ministers do it as a duty or an obligation. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to give an invitation, so I'm just going to ramble through this, and I'm just going to hope that, you know, maybe if there is a sinner. And I'm going to tell you, I actually rehearse my invitation. I actually have, according to my sermon, how is my sermon how is my invitation going to tie to what I've just taught on for 30 minutes? Yep. And I am intentional. I'm as intentional on the invitation as I am on the delivery of God's word. Because it all should bring you to that invitation. It, it should bring <laughs> us to that point. And so here's what we ask all of our elders, our staff, and our board. We pray for 15 people to yep. make new commitments to Jesus Christ. You say, well, you can't pray that they do. No, what we pray is, God, we just believe and expect and anticipate. We desire to see 15 births today. But here's what we pray. I pray that they'll feel loved, valued, and accepted so they'll feel available. I break the spirit of fear that would hinder them from responding. And so we cover that in prayer. And when I get ready to one, two, three, raise your hand, I literally get this expectancy that I am looking to start going one, two, three. I'm expecting to count. Pretty, pretty cool thing. Service coordinator sitting back in the sound booth. He's sitting down in a chair, right? When you start talking about the altar call, he stands up. I'm looking at him. He starts praying. And then right when you do the one, two, three, he's just looking around. I and mean, he starts expectancy, super excited about it. And you watch other leaders in the church that, right, when you're doing it, they're like, they're, they're ready because they're already standing up and you watch them. They're already kind of looking around. That's good. They're already praying. They're engaged. Everybody's engaged in the salvation. It is one of the most exciting. It's the exciting three minutes of our service, yeah. uh, that people are, are on their edge. I want to see somebody get born again today. Number 11 is we make our church service the best 65 minutes of their week. That's our goal. That's our hope. Uh, here's, here's, my, here's my deal. We don't want to waste their time. They have come. They're saying, hey, I'm going to give you a portion of my weekend. And here's the way I would say it, pastors, if the shoe fits. Um, <laughs> I've been in too many services at too many, uh, too many times that somebody gets up there and has a microphone and it is their 15 minutes of fame and glory to share announcements and they ramble, they've lost the crowd, they've killed momentum. And so we literally give our people three minutes. We stole that from Craig Groeschel, 180 seconds yep. to get the job done. And so... Uh, if you're not doing video announcements, um, I encourage you to, because that's how you really shorten down your service time. Yeah, you edit people when they're talking too long. <laughs> yep. And so we value the time they set aside. And our goal is, how can we pack the 65 minutes, because we've got multiple services and we yep. need the turnover time. How can we condense and make people go, man, that that was good. When they leave the parking lot, they're like, man, I want to come back next week. Yep. All right, hit us. We are casting vision, casting vision, and casting vision in everything we do. Sermons, announcements, in the lobby, in the pre-team meetings, yep. the pre-huddles. Everything, we, it's all the, 
what we're doing and why we're doing it and how you could be a part of it we, all the time. If we're just talking it up on, the, on, on where we're going and what we're doing and why we're doing it and just getting people excited about where we're going and what God is doing in our community. Yep. Uh, 13, we want, uh, this is a Chris Hodges, Pastor Chris Hodges <laughs> at Church of the Highlands. Uh, I heard him say this over 13 years ago before we had started our church and I went, I steal it, I'm borrowing it. I love it. He said this, we want the authentic power and presence of God without being weird, spooky, or flaky. I want signs, wonders, and miracles. I want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow. I, I want to see people's changed and transformed. I want people to experience God's presence, but I don't want to be weird, spooky, or flaky. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> right. All right. Number 14, we challenge people to think beyond themselves. And, and that is, is really this. It's so easy for people to become consumed, to live in a silo, to have tunnel vision. Nobody has problems like I have. And so I want to remind people that they're part of the big picture body of Christ, that it's crucial that we're reaching out to the hurting and the broken. And, and, and so we're always doing something outward focused and, and an outreach uh, center. We, we had an outreach just uh, a couple months ago, and, and it, it really didn't go over that well. Uh, we didn't see that, that great of a result, but we still said, here's why we're doing it. We want to yeah. capture people who haven't even dreamed about going to church, and that's why we did it. And, and this wasn't a, 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 a loss, but man, we gave it a good run, and who knows, man, if we win one to Christ then how do you put a price tag on that? And so we remind people of the Great Commission. And, and here's one of the things I say often, and you got to say it in love, you got to say it in the right mode, but I say, I just remind them of this, the church is not here for us. We are the church and we are here for the world. That's right. And keeping that vision of what are we doing? Because so many people see the church as a rescue center. It's a nursing home. Yep. It's a... Yes, are we hurt, helping the hurting? Yes, but we're not here to wipe your nose and, and to patty cake you. Uh, we want you to be a part of the vision. And of course, what I've found is when people start helping other people, they realize their hurt and their problem is not that big of a situation compared to the other people around them. And it just keeps their life in perspective. Yep. All right, bringing us home to the end. All right, we want to celebrate the victories big and small. And so that's, uh, that's, that's just, uh, we've said in other podcasts, we start every staff meeting that just give us, your wins. Just give us a win. What's happened? And, and so I texted uh, uh, Mike the other day and I go, remind me to tell you, I had lunch with a member and he was telling me about another member and this member has got saved two years ago Easter. So been a Christian just a little over two years and he's telling me how this guy spoke into his life, called him out man to man. On, on, and I was blown away by the spiritual growth of this guy who's been a Christian in two years. He's a part of our discipleship right. ministry. He's leading and discipling other guys. There's no, there's no time to that spiritual growth progress. And I'm so proud of him and proud of Mike and our disciple and our men's ministry and, and just seeing the win there of, of, man, we took a guy in less than two years, he is a leader of leaders, and he's coaching other guys how to disciple other men. That's awesome. And, and so that just energizes the whole team, and so that's what we love. So, man, 
Thank you guys for listening, for watching. If you don't yes. know, we have a video version as well as the audio version. And uh, then once again, I just want to encourage you to go to DeanHawk.com. You can download sermons, uh, outlines, PowerPoints, all that great stuff is there. It's free of charge. You say, why are you doing it? Um, I just want to do it to help because I know what it's like when you've got hospital visits or you just need some inspiration. And I'll tell you guys, here's what most people do, okay? It's not just I'm going to be a parakeet and say what <laughs> no. I heard Dean say. It just gives pastors a foundation to go, well, that was good. I don't like his point number two. Gives you More material scriptures. to pull from and that you personalize it. You make it your own. And, uh, and But it, I just want to help you guys get down the road further. So if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the Leadership Podcast here, email dean, D-E-A-N, at uh, rockfamilychurch.com. Had a mental brain freeze there, <laughs> rockfamilychurch.com. God bless you guys. It's the middle of summer. Get out. Enjoy some time away with your family, with your wife. I encourage every group to have a, every every pastor and their spouse to have at least one honeymoon a year. Get yours in before the summer's over. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.